The rules on inheriting a 401k or IRA have changed. On today's show, we'll outline some ways to avoid costly mistakes regarding your potential inheritance. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome once again to your retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton, and we are in uh, behalf of Dual Financial Strategies, uh, visiting again with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. And it's my pleasure once again to introduce you to them because it's all about your uh, retirement lifestyle review that they're going to talk about uh, here in this wonderful hour. It's always great to be with all of you. And uh, I think that when you look at uh, IRAs and inherited IRAs and 401ks, well, of course, as we know, uh, they're based on your relationship to the person who passed away, unfortunately. So if you make a mistake here, it could be near impossible to undo it because there are some rules here, Sam. Uh, rules as in dual. It kind of rhymes here. So let's talk about some of these new rules as of uh, 2019 and the SECURE Act. What happened uh, with all of this uh, for those who will be inheriting a loved one's IRA or 401k? Yes, this is really, really important to know, Chuck, because there's an awful lot of folks that don't know that these rules change because this was a very last-minute thing that the government did on the 2019 SECURE Act. We talked about this probably for six or seven months prior to, uh, and they literally passed this act about a day before the end of the year. So a lot of people wow. didn't even know it had gone into play. But yeah. basically what it does is it changed the ability for the beneficiaries to take the distribution across their lifetime. It used to be that if you uh, took the IRA, you could take it across your entire lifetime. Your minimum distributions were much less, but this forever changed. So anyone that has inherited an IRA or a 401k or any of those qualified instruments since December 31st of 2019, there's some things that you need to know. All right, let's talk about some of those things, Luke, because uh... There's some flexibility, I suppose, if you're a beneficiary. But if you're a non-spouse, this is what we're going to center around right now. Yeah, we're going to center around non-spouses first. And really the key in what you said first, Chuck, is the relationship to the person you're inheriting the funds from. So mm -hmm. for younger people inheriting funds, if you're the, a minor and you're a beneficiary of an account, say from a grandparent or a parent passing away, um, the rules now are you have to deplete the value of that IRA, that 401k over a 10 year period of time. But if you're under the age of 18, that clock doesn't start ticking until you become 18 years older, legally an adult. Um, some other things to consider with that, though, is before you reach age 18, if you're under that age, you do have to take a required minimum distribution on that value. So. You're going to be drawing required minimum distributions up until age 18. After that, the clock starts for the 10-year mark, um, and then you have 10 years to exhaust the value of that account. Um, additionally, a beneficiary who is chronically ill or disabled, one who is not more than 10 years younger than the deceased person, can take distributions based on their own life expectancy and are not subject to that 10-year rule. Again, that's for those that are chronically ill or disabled. 
All right, that uh, clarifies one issue, but now, Andy, let's talk about all the other non-spousal uh, beneficiaries. Well, again, if you are a beneficiary and you are subject to the 10-year depletion rule because you don't meet an exception, it is important to consider how you're going to meet those requirements. So you don't have to take out a certain amount every year. It's just all has to be withdrawn within the first 10 years. So the process basically involves setting up an inherited IRA, transferring the money to it from wherever it exists, and then this is the case whether the original IRA or a 401k. So if your parent passed or whomever you're receiving that from passed and it was still set up in a 401k, that just has to be transferred to an inherited IRA as all 401ks do. Um, and there are a couple different things to consider in this situation. So it's including whether the inherited account is a Roth or a traditional version. Roth distributions are generally tax-free, while traditional ones are taxed upon withdrawals. That is typical for an IRA, a traditional IRA. So if you don't empty the account in 10 years, any assets remaining in the account could be subject to a 50% penalty. So remember, the government is really, really, really desirous of getting that money. Remember, you partnered up with them. So sometimes heirs end up with a retirement account via an estate, as in if your parents have passed away, they were um, not listed beneficiaries on the actual account, but ended up with the account when the estate goes through probate or if there is directions on those accounts already or in the trust. Um, in this case, different rules would kick in. The account generally must be depleted within five years if the original account owner had not started taking RMDs, required minimum distributions. And if RMDs were underway, the heir would essentially need to keep those withdrawals going. So for so spouses... This, yeah. It, it's crazy because uh, when you look at this, you, you just said it best, Andy, you're in partnership with uh, Uncle Sam on all of this, and yep. Uncle Sam kind of dictates all of these rules uh, that they that kick in, right? They, they don't kind of, they do. <laughs> they do, absolutely. All right, now that's uh, talking about people who are non-spouses, and uh, you know, you, you, we also have to stress on this program, Sam, that... Uh, Better have your beneficiaries in order uh, when it comes to uh, all of this planning uh, because it may be a little bit more simple uh, for a spouse to inherit a, a 401k or an IRA, right? Yeah, that's that's true, Chuck. It's having the beneficiaries in order to begin with is imperative. We, mm -hmm. we tell people all the time, if for nothing else, come in, bring in the uh, the forms that you did for your 401ks, your IRAs, and let's do a beneficiary check. Let's just double check and make sure those beneficiaries are correct. And the second thing, Chuck, is particularly those people that are getting ready to roll into retirement or you already are, you must work with a financial advisor that knows and understands the intricacies of the tax code especially insofar as it affects the IRAs, the 401ks, the inheriting of these qualified funds. The rules are different, folks. Everything changes as far as the way that you report income, the way that you're taxed on income. You go through almost a 180-degree fundamental shift in that. You have got to be working with a financial advisor that knows and understands these rules, that works within the parameters of these rules every day, or you're going to find yourself sideways. And worse than even maybe getting sideways, Chuck, 
is they're going to find themselves paying much more in taxes than it may be necessary for them to pay because that's going to be one of the single largest monetary obligations they have is the taxes they're going to have to pay on these accounts. So if you don't have someone in your corner that knows how to distribute these monies effectively, you're just going to be wasting, uh, you know, goodness knows how many, how many bucket loads of money you're going to waste. So if you're a spouse, you do have a few more options when you inherit a retirement account. The first one that you have, so Chuck, we'll just look, we'll just talk in terms of if your spouse passes away, okay, your husband, your wife passes away, you inherit their IRA. The mm-hmm. first thing you can do is you can roll the money into your own IRA. So if you have an IRA, you just roll the money into there. In that case, you just follow the standard required minimum distribution rules, meaning that when you reach the age of 72, you're going to start making those required minimum withdrawals based on your life expectancy. You'd be subject to the 10% early withdrawal penalty if you're under age 59 and you withdraw money from that account, however. So you have to be careful with that, all right? so. Remember that there's a couple of different layers of this. The way to avoid that, if you're under the age of 59, the way to avoid having that 10% early withdrawal penalty is to put that money in an inherited IRA and you still remain the beneficiary. So instead of putting it into your own IRA, you put it into a different instrument. Everything is exactly the same inside of that inherited IRA account, but by us basically calling it something different, we now can circumvent that. And if you're under the age of 59 and a half, we can allow for a distribution of those IRA funds to you without you getting that 10% early withdrawal penalty because you're just not, you're not subject to it. So the required minimum distributions at that point, which would be based on your life expectancy, if it's an inherited IRA, they do not have to start until the spouse, the deceased spouse would have reached 72. So let's say that you're, you know, let's say that you're 50 and your spouse was 65. Okay. Well, you inherit that. If you put it in an inherited IRA, you could still take money out of that if you needed to, but you don't have to take money out of that basically for seven years until that deceased spouse would have been in an age where they were required to. You got to know and understand the rules, Chuck. That's imperative with anything that you do. And this is where you can help out here at Dual Financial Strategies because that is a strategy you uh, a lot of people probably don't have any idea about. Yeah, they don't even know it exists. They they really don't know it exists. And and Chuck, it's not just that the consumer doesn't know. It's just it's not that that you as a listener don't know. You would be shocked to know how many professionals in the industry don't know and understand that but we make it a point to study these things we make it a point to look at these different avenues and to study this and say okay what's the most tax efficient way what's the most monetary efficient way for you to spend your own money because that you know therein lies the rub this is your money this is the money that you worked your entire life for you and your spouse worked your entire life for and then all of a sudden if you're not working with someone who's competent and knows what they're doing you are now at the complete subject and will of the irs well whose benefits you think they're looking out for they're not looking <laughs> not out for yours. your best interests. they're looking out no. for their they're looking out for their own best interests. are you kidding me so make sure that the people you have in your corner know and understand you they know and understand the way the system works and they can work within that system to get you exactly where you need to be that's one of the things we pride ourselves on 
Absolutely, Sam. And the way to do that is to uh, have that be a part of a comprehensive retirement lifestyle review uh, that they'll do for you at Dual Financial Strategies when you give them a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that common sense uh, application. And this is the one area when we talk about inherited IRAs, spousal IRAs. I mean, that's an area that Sam and Andy and Luke can clear up for you. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. And when you come and visit at no cost and no obligation, Sam is going to give you his book, Purpose Determines Placement. Uh, That's going to be a wonderful uh, byproduct of your visit with them. And again, it's no cost, no obligation to meet uh, with the fine folks here at Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, it's 866-203-7486-866-203-7486. Well, we've got to take a break, Sam. So what's coming up in the next segment? You've been planning your retirement, and it's getting close, and then life happens. An unplanned retirement because of health or layoffs can really throw a wrench to even the most thorough plans. How to deal with unplanned retirement when we come right back. This is your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. And we're going to talk something very important here with both Sam Dual, with Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. Uh, because again, planning is the name of the game. Well, there are over a score of experienced years uh, here uh, in the Fox Valley. And it's all about your retirement. It's uh, individually styled to you. And we always talk about the uh, life throwing uh, little. Uh, pitchforks and little uh, kind of uh, thorns uh, in our plans, I guess, Sam, you'd have to say. And sometimes that means, uh, especially during the pandemic, that people have lost their jobs early when they were planning to retire maybe five years from now. Uh, maybe their health has gone south, and that's uh, something we don't wish on any of our listeners. But uh, again, that can uh, throw a monkey wrench, as you mentioned, into thorough plans. So if retirement is coming earlier than expected for you uh, here in our listening audience, it can seem very overwhelming. Maybe uh, some of you have gone through this, and this is exactly why uh, you've got a planner to help you reassess, to reevaluate, and reinvigorate uh, your portfolio, because I think nothing's worse, Sam, than... uh, Uh, not knowing where you are, not preparing for the unexpected and assessing your financial impact of not working uh, through all the years that you wanted to. Yeah, I call it being, uh, you know, you're basically, you're involuntarily retired at that point in time. So uh, that, and those situations happen. Yeah, Chuck, I was going to say when life throws you a curveball, but that's a baseball analogy, but you're a hockey guy, you're a lifetime hockey guy. (laughs) So what's, what's the hockey analogy for that? Is there one with a puck? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Oh yeah, there actually is one. I mean, you can take kind of flip the puck in from center ice and have it bounce on the ice at the goaltender. And it takes funny bounces like a football does with a puck that isn't fielded properly. So we call that a blooper shot, and that can bounce over your glove or over your goalie pad. So it's the same thing as trying to hit that curveball that you mentioned. There you go. So if life throws you a blooper shot for those of you that are that are hockey aficionados. So, well, one of the first things you have to do if that blooper shot gets past the mitt is you've got mm-hmm. to assess the financial impact realistically, because first of all, this is a psychological shock when that happens. Right. And the first thing is you just you get scared uh, and. 
it's not pleasant to do this, but the first thing that we would want you to do, and we would sit down and say, okay, let's think through the worst case scenarios. Because our philosophy at Dual Financial Strategies is simple. It just says, if we plan for the worst and then hope for the best, you're going to be well covered. Because if we've got the worst case scenario planned out and it happens, hey, so be it. It happened. But we were ready for it. We planned for it. But if we're planning for all roses and sunshine and warm weather and, oh, everything's going to be beautiful and then everything isn't beautiful, now we've got a problem. So let's plan for the worst case scenario because that can help you map out that financial retirement situation if you find yourself in that situation where you were involuntarily put into retirement. We've got to assess your various sources of income against your current expenditures, inflow, versus outflow. We've got to look at any potential new expenses, and we have to look at all of these different avenues where you could be financially impacted, and then you start crafting solutions around that. But not to be pessimistic, but let's plan for the worst, and then we can pray for the best. Absolutely. Well, Sam, you hit a good point. And Andy, I think you can extrapolate on that. And uh, one of the worst case scenarios is when you uh, don't have your health and uh, and you're not at Medicare age yet and you've been short circuited in your job. You have to think about retiring early and uh, you don't have a health care plan. So health insurance is paramount. You have to be thinking of that, even if you don't need it right now. Right. I mean, you still have to be covered. You do have to be covered. This is probably one of the biggest expenditures that I think people are concerned about, but not exactly sure how to plan for. And it's challenging. Let's face it. We don't know what health insurance is going to look like, at least as far as the Affordable Care Act. Um, that should sort of be an ironic term or a maybe a slap shot term or something. I don't know. What the right. Yeah. I, yeah, I just <laughs> Affordable Care Act. An oxymoronic. There we go. There you go. That's yes, actually it a is. term for it. That's um, a blooper shot. <laughs> that's a blooper shot. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. So if you do end up retiring before you can qualify for Medicare, then there's some costs associated with that. And we have to determine you may be eligible for COBRA. And if you don't know what COBRA means, it's Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. Gosh, they love their big terms. Um, and so that's just insurance from your former employer, which is insanely expensive. And most people try not to go on COBRA unless they have no other option possible. Uh, you, At that point, because you've had a change in your work in employment, you should be able to go to the marketplace and look for those Affordable Care Acts, in my little quotes, um, and or the Federal Exchange for the marketplace You know, plans that you can get. So if you and your spouse are still working, if one of you is still working then hopefully you can get coverage under their plan which could save you considerable expense um, on top of cobra but you would have a um, eligible action that would allow you to get into marketplace at any point in time and shop the plans that are still there so just understand that um there are some challenges there are some options that you do have um, there are some outside options that are not technically traditional health insurance that you would just have to research and figure out between all of those options what is best for you and your family absolutely and uh, andy schooler and sam duel and look van are at your service here at dual financial strategies to help you through that because uh, catastrophically uh uh, we don't want anything uh, untoward to happen, so they've got fiduciary standards that have you in mind at 866-203-7486. Uh, so give them a call. No cost, no obligation to talk about all these things because sometimes we don't like to talk about uh, all of those things, Luke. Uh, for example, 
uh, having your ducks in order and having enough retirement savings to uh, maybe uh, not have to make lifestyle changes, but some people might have to if they uh, have uh, no job uh, unexpectedly or a health problem right here. So I, I guess it's always good to uh, be conservative this way. So you might want to talk about uh, the fact that uh, you want to have as much money as possible. And if you don't, you may have to make some lifestyle changes if uh, you are uh, short of your uh, intended retirement date. Correct. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, getting kind of thrust into retirement a little bit earlier, maybe sooner than you planned on. And some other important considerations are what's the value of your retirement savings and how right. might you need to stretch or accommodate this extra time that you weren't initially planning for? Um, most of the people we sit with um, have concerns about will my money last? You know, how long will it last? And if we're adding an additional, you know, five, seven, 10 years onto here uh, for earlier retirement, how are we going to make, how are you going to make that money last as long as possible? Um, you could also, Chuck, to your point, make some, some lifestyle changes. You know, you may need to cut back on some, some expenses. Uh, you may need to plan ahead to start to make some additional contributions. Maybe you have a spouse that's still working and can continue to fund retirement account and will allow you to continue to fund, say, an IRA with their income. So there's all these different things that you can do um, in preparation for this early retirement and ensuring that your needs, your income needs in retirement are still going to be met um, and you have a plan going forward for how that's going to happen so you don't run out of money. Yeah, it's awful, very, very important there, Sam, to map out that new plan. That's what it is, Chuck. I mean, it's just a new plan. And when you when you said don't panic, that is so true. And it's, it's paramount that you do that. I've been doing this now for over 20 years, Chuck, more than two decades that we have been working with people to get them to and most critically through retirement. We haven't had anybody fail getting to or through retirement yet, and I've never met a scenario that there wasn't a solution for. Yes, it might be different than what you had envisioned it. Yeah, we may need to tweak some things and we gotta maybe change this a little bit and change that a little bit, but I have never in all of the years that I have been doing this and the hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people that I've sat with in that time frame, we've never seen a scenario where you got thrown a curveball, or you had a blooper shot go past you or whatever the case might be we've never seen it to where it completely derailed you so i don't want you to panic and i don't want you to sit around and think oh that's it it's all over with i'm never going to be able to do this yes you can you can do this there are solutions there are things you can do but it takes somebody that knows how to plan. It takes somebody that is commonsensical, that has a thorough understanding of the way these situations work. And Chuck, it takes somebody that's been down that road with someone just like you before, because you're not the only one. If this pandemic has dealt you a bad situation, whatever the case might be, you are now voluntarily, uh, are involuntarily unemployed. You're involuntarily retired. All we got to say is, what's the next step? Because it's amazing what you can accomplish when you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. 
and then do that again and then do that again and do that again we will get you through this i promise you that we will work with you we will help you we will get you through this so that you can exit the other side with the same hopes and dreams that you had the same scenarios you were looking at before it might look a little different on the other side but friends there is another side and we can get to it but you got to take the first step by picking up that phone chuck they got to call us if they're looking for this type of help we're happy to help we're here waiting for you we're at your disposal to try to get you pointed back in the right direction again but we have to know who you are so please we implore you come and see us take us up on this offer get a copy of my book purpose determines placement you will find out that there are people in this industry that care about you that are empathetic and sympathetic to your situation and we will walk through this with you if you care to have us do that that's comforting too, Sam. And uh, it's all about your retirement, ladies and gentlemen. And Sam is offering this right now at no cost, no obligation to get that retirement lifestyle review that you're looking for. You have to have that hand held. I know things are tough if, you, if you've if you lost your job or if you've had some health issues that uh, have come you know, three or four years before you were planning to retire. As Sam just mentioned, give them a call at 866-203-7486 and make that no cost, no obligation appointment to sit down and talk it out and find out what they can do for you in terms of retirement planning, because it is, as this program emphasizes, your retirement. That's 866-203-7486. 866-203-7486 is the number to reach Sam or Luke or Andy at Dual Financial Strategies. And as Sam says, he's been doing this for over 20 years, and he's got your best interest in mind when it comes to retirement planning, and it's all about you and your retirement, and they will help you through so you don't have the curveballs and the blooper shots to have to face as a hitter or a goaltender. All right, we've got to take a break now. And unfortunately, we have to talk about something else that's in our society, and that is people breaking up and how that uh, impacts retirement. Right, Sam? Yeah, I think there's a song about that. I can't remember what it is, and we're not singing today, but we do <laughs> often talk about couples retiring many times. But in this segment, we're going to talk to the four in 10 Americans who are unmarried, and of that 19.5 million of them are retiring single. If that's you, listen up. We'll talk about that more when we come right back. This is Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and on behalf of Dual Financial Strategies with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Ben Abel, we are happy to bring you this program each and every week in the Fox Valley uh, to talk about your retirement. And it's 866-203-7486 to make a no-cost, no-obligation chat. And I think that if you're single, there's a lots of different ways that you became that way. Um, you're certainly not alone, as uh, Sam said before the break. Uh, nearly half of all United States adults are unmarried. In fact, 45.2% to be exact. And that percentage includes those who were never married or are widowed or divorced. Those are the three categories, I think, Sam, that we're talking about here. And I think that uh, we have solutions for all of them as they approach retirement because all is not lost. I know people in each and every one of these categories here, and I'm sure uh, all of you do as well. And so you're ready to help any way you can, right? 
Uh, for sure, Chuck. I mean, it, you know, the only difference between single and married is that there's one of you instead of two of you, right? I mean, that's that's it. Um, so the planning is exactly the same. It's just that the way that the strategies and things become implemented are going to be a little bit different. They're going to be tweaked a little bit. And yes, Americans are healthier. They are living longer. Um, in this new longevity, divorce may be a possibility. That could be a possible consequence. I mean, Chuck, I met with a I met with a gentleman here just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, that's a client, and he called me, and I didn't know that it was happening. But he's like, "Hey, I, you know, they're both in their sixties. His wife and I are getting they're getting a divorce after many many years together. Oh, it's wow. ama- yeah, but it's amicable. Good. I mean, they they came to the decision. It's like, okay, you know." We still like each other a lot, but I think we'll like each other a lot better if we do this. So it's it's okay. What they're doing is okay. And both of them are going to exit that um, just fine. So later life divorcees a lot of times are looking to pursue their own interests. They're looking to pursue their own independence for the remaining years of their life. And it's okay to do that. You can absolutely well, plan around that. All right, interrupt you for a second here because it reminds me of the old couple who were in their early 90s who decided to go to the lawyer and get divorced. And you might ask why after 65 years of marriage or so. And they said, well, they wanted to wait till the kids passed away before they did it. So, <laughs> <laughs> And of course, if you believe there that, you I've go. got a bridge to sell you uh, somewhere between uh, Oconomowoc and uh, what what city would they go to in Michigan, across Lake Michigan? Anyway, uh, uh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't even know what we're talking about now. I just completely lost track. You know, you know about late, like, like, you know, people yeah, have yeah. gotten divorced over years and years and all is not lost. I mean, that's yep. the point, right? I mean, they've been married all 30, 40 lost. years and they, they uh, yeah, they just decided to uh, to separate exactly or maybe today's singles today's singles are basically reinventing what it means to retire alone they're staying active in their own communities they're leading very full very meaningful lives same thing there i have people that are uh they're either single have always been or that's a divorce or a widow widower situation they've been single for many many years and they're very very active as a matter of fact chuck that's some of the most difficult people for me to get a hold of to do reviews and things so whether you're single by choice you're single by circumstance there's some key considerations to help you stay on the path to a confident retirement. All right. And let's talk about those, Andy. What are some of those key considerations for people living a single lifestyle? Well, as a single, you may be able to save some money on life insurance if you don't have any dependents. And estate planning in general can be much simpler for those who have never been married or, you know, as far as children are concerned, um, they, the one and done and the complications that come if you have um remarried and you have other people in your life now you have different families to take into consideration so if you're single then you don't your stuff goes to whomever you want them to so just be aware that there are some nuances that could be a lot easier if you are not married other types of insurance could be more critical for singles considering family assistance may not be available if help is needed with daily activities this is something that i think about because women generally do live a lot longer they don't want to be a burden to their children And so consequently, you may need to do some additional planning, especially for long-term care, in order to make sure that you do have assistance and coverage for assistance should you need help with your daily activities, Um, and engaging someone you trust to serve as your power of attorney. So now that you necessarily don't have a spouse, then who do you trust? Is it your children? Is it a friend? Is it someone that's younger? Is it a sibling? These are all important things to think about and have a plan in place before something were to happen. 
Um, I know some people um, in my life have chosen to use their siblings and then that sibling passed so they've had to go back to the drawing board and they don't have children and so then then what? Um, so it may be that you actually will use an attorney in order to be able to make sure that you have someone in place um, when that time comes. So it's just a matter of putting some thought and getting it on paper so that if anything happens and you need help, you have someone there. Absolutely. And of course, we're talking to the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies about what happens uh, in a situation where you are by yourself for whatever reason and you're approaching retirement. Well, they can help you at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486 to get that uh, consideration. Now, Sam said earlier that uh, we weren't going to sing, but I remember the song Suddenly Last Summer. I don't even know who sings that. But Luke, suddenly well, they, you're they single. They never will again. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to. Suddenly do you're anymore. single, and I am not sure what that song is, Chuck. So yeah, yeah I'm just I, I gonna... was the Pretenders or something, or I'm the Pretender yeah. singing it. So yeah, neither but, is Chuck. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe Sam knows the uh, the group that did that. But anyway, if you're suddenly single, I mean, it's not a funny situation whether you go through a divorce or you lost a spouse. And so, Luke, uh, uh, as that comes uh, with retirement approaching, uh, you've got to uh, think about some things, right? Right. So if divorce or sp uh, spouse's death comes suddenly or is, is a recent event, you may want to make the next 12 months a no decision zone from a from a, making really big critical decisions. This is already an emotional time for you. It's already a difficult time um, making this transition, probably losing some income. So a financial advisor can really prioritize and help shed some light on this scenario to uh, let you know what areas need immediate attention that you really need to focus on now. And then, you know, maybe you just give yourself a break and not make any other big decisions during this recent change. Yeah, you don't want to really make emotional decisions that will affect you financially, right, Sam? So uh, maybe you've been divorced through uh, on some account. Uh, what are some of the uh, suggestions you have uh, about uh, as you approach retirement? Maybe you want to keep working. Uh, maybe this changes your uh, financial situation such as your portfolio, which obviously when you're divorced, in most cases, it's cut in half. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's obviously a consideration, too, uh, when it comes to uh, preparation for retirement. Yeah, I, the first thing that you're going to logically do there is you're just going to revisit that plan because it's it's obviously it's changed and it's going to be uh, very specific to you at this point in time and very specific to you within the parameters of what you now have. Uh, so first thing, revisit the plan. Uh, if you're divorced, many people are going to start setting some fresh life goals at that point in time. Uh, they may be adjusting their savings rate accordingly. So there's probably several different situations or actions, if you will, that are going to be triggered because of that scenario. One of the things to think about here, and this one is key, make sure that your beneficiaries are updated. You've got to do that. We have, we've told stories. Andy has told a story multiple times on our programs, both on radio and on television, about one of her clients that the daughter had um, divorced, remarried, had became ill, 
had passed away at a relatively young age and had never changed the beneficiary designation for the primary beneficiary on her 401k IRA. That money ended up going to her ex-husband and there was absolutely nothing that the family could do about it. So the first thing I want you to do, if you're in a divorce situation or if you've had someone that's passed away, revisit those beneficiaries, make sure they're correct, get those updated. The other two, Chuck, that are so important, and if this is the one thing that it seems like all the other advisors forget to do, is to have you revisit those living documents within your estate plan. And we're talking about your power of attorney for health care, and we're talking about your power of attorney for finance documents. Because for the vast majority of you, if you were a couple, that person that's now no longer in your life was probably who you had designated as that entity or that individual that had the power to do that so beneficiary designations power of attorney for finance power of attorney for health care crucial that you get those restructured within the context of your new life maybe even accepting a neutral third party can take some of the emotion out of those decisions about your legacy but in you know in just recapping it if you are single you've been single You know what your lifestyle is. The planning is the same for you in retirement. It's just that we're looking at it in a little different scenario. Many times you're making decisions from an estate perspective about nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, things of that nature. Um, If you are widowed, if you are widower, if you are in a divorce situation, this is not the end of the world. This is a new beginning. We just need to plan accordingly for you because your plan has changed. It's not something that is going to be life-threatening for you, but we do need to now plan looking at you and only you and what scenario you'd like to see. Absolutely, and the way to do that, uh, this aspect is something that is uh, maybe uncomfortable for some of you, but it shouldn't be because Sam and Andy and Luke will make you feel comfortable at Dual Financial Strategies when we talk about uh, being single for one reason or another and approaching retirement. They can help you to and through it. Uh, No cost, no obligation to sit down and have that wonderful candid conversation and 866-203-7486 is the way to do it. And Sam will even give you a copy of his book, Purpose Determines Plain Uh, when you come in at no cost, no obligation to talk about your retirement and all the possibilities that there may be that you may be alone in retirement. It's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 anywhere in the Fox Valley. They're here to serve you. Well, Sam, uh, fast-moving program here, and I know it's time to answer some questions, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, it always comes by so fast. But, Chuck, we, we love this portion of the program. We love it when we get the opportunity to answer some of the questions that we received from you this past week. That's coming up next. Remember, this is your retirement, and I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies. I'm uh, a consumer advocate and uh, former uh, citizen of the state of Wisconsin as well, many, many moons ago. But we're all about Sam Duell and Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel and all the great advice they're going to give you with over 20 years of experience at Dual Financial Strategies for you. That's what the program is all about, and I think, Sam, we're ready to answer. We have a plethora of questions uh, this week, so are you ready to go? We are ready to go. All right, let's go to Emmett and Kakana. 
Uh, we'll start with Sam answering this one. I've uh, never rebalanced my portfolio, and because of this, I'm slowly acquiring more stocks through the years and uh, making more money. So why does one rebalance uh, other than the fact that they can't stomach the risk? I guess I want to know some other reasons to rebalance. Uh, what do you think about that? Rebalancing, Emmett, is one of those things that you do to stay I would say to stay on a good course. So yes, you do acquire more stocks through the years. You do make more money up to the point where you don't make more money. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to have. And everybody says, oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread until it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I would say that rebalancing a portfolio, particularly if you are in the stock world, uh, is something that is just prudent to do. Uh, you would find that the vast majority of financial advisors, us included, uh, would say that you you typically wouldn't want to carry more than probably 10 or 15 percent of any one stock in your portfolio. Um, you're starting to get out of balance at that point in time. And I get it. I know there's you worked for PNG. You love PNG. You worked for Wisconsin Energies. You love their stock. I do too. They're great stocks. They pay a dividend. There's nothing at all wrong with those companies. But do you put all of your eggs in one basket? It's it's amazing to me, Chuck. I'll hear people say, well, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. And then I look and their 401k plan is still, you know, 75% of the company stock. So Putting all of your eggs in one basket is something that you don't want to do, Emmett. And the one thing I would tell you to do about it is when you look at any stock, I would implore you to remain neutral on it. That stock doesn't know that you own it. That stock doesn't care that you own it. And that stock doesn't love you. It has no capacity to do that. It can go down 50% just as easily as it can go up 50%. So rebalancing is just prudent. Kind of just go take yourself back to the age-old uh, uh, saying, not having all of my eggs in one basket. Well, not having too many of a certain egg in your basket is just as important. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Andy now. Georgia has a question for you, Andy. Uh, she's from uh, De Pere. Uh, I've been listening to this show for a while, and I'm hoping that you can clarify the difference between being a financial planner, an independent advisor representative, and a fiduciary. Is one better than the other? And maybe what are some of the differences? Well, I think personally, we are independent advisory representatives of our firm, which is a registered investment advisory firm. But we are fiduciary. And I think that's where you probably want to start, really, is understanding a fiduciary has to work in your best interest. So anytime you work with anyone, make sure that you are working with a fiduciary because at all times they have to do what's in your best interest they cannot do what's in their best interest and so that's really an important difference i think financial planner gets used a little bit broadly um and so people will call themselves a financial planner um but in truth really what you want to look for is making sure you're working with someone that's a fiduciary um so i would start there the the terms can get a little bit you know some people can have designations and letters behind their name um but really you just have to determine are they working in your best interest towards retirement if that's what your goal is um we talk about it all the time you know we are very focused and specialized in what we do we work with retirees that is our our goal and our mission is to make sure that you are 
able to retire and that we can see you through retirement. So just making sure that you have someone that you feel is comfortable getting you there. But I would definitely start with someone who is a fiduciary. Absolutely. That's great advice, Andy. And the best way to reach Andy or Luke or Sam is to call 866-203-7486. And they've got your best interest in mind, as Andy said, because they are fiduciaries. All right, Luke, Jim wants to know from Greenleaf uh, about uh, recently changing jobs, but not deciding what to do. He can't decide what to do with a 401k. I can either leave it where it is, roll it into an IRA or roll it into a 401k at a new job because he left the other job. So does it matter what uh, I do? Jim, it, it does have an impact on what you do. Um, there's some things that you should consider um, in making the transition um, to a new job. And that is, first of all, what's the purpose of the money? We talk about that all the time. Purpose determines placement. So the purpose of this money is going to determine where you go. And one of the big considerations should be how much flexibility, how much in the way of investment options do you want with those old 401k funds? Because oftentimes, um, just kind of the nature of the beast with the 401k is that anybody, not just you, Jim, has, you know, maybe a dozen, two dozen different investment choices inside of their 401k plan. Once you retire and those funds become eligible to move into an IRA, one of the biggest pros for for making that transition is now an IRA can be invested in all sorts of different options. Um, so much so that, you know, there's, there's kind of an overwhelming amount of options and that's where people will reach out to an independent fiduciary based financial advisory firm to help with that. Um, so if, if your um, 401ks have those limited options and you're looking for more in the way of options to um, maybe protect the money some more, um, have some guardrails in place and not take on so much risk, I would, I would strongly encourage you to look at the IRA because I think the, the pros outweigh the negatives there. All right, Andy, uh, you've got Mabel in Appleton wanting to know about uh, this situation. She's retiring at 62, but my pension won't start till I'm 65, and I prefer to wait to start my Social Security when I'm older. Uh, but should I think about starting it earlier to avoid uh, having to pull so much from other investments until my pension kicks in? Well, that's a great question, Mabel. Um, one of the questions I would ask you is, are you married? And then what are your expenses versus income right now? So if you have the ability to wait and not turn on your Social Security immediately, obviously that's an 8% increase every year that you don't touch it. So that's a pretty significant increase. It's not like you can go to the bank and get a CD that's going to have 8% on it. So I'm always in favor that if that is an option to leave that alone, leave it alone. The other thing to consider is that if you have traditional IRAs and without knowing any information on that, um, it may be advantageous to draw those down a little bit, pay the taxes right now in a known tax environment, than to wait until a unknown tax environment later on. We know that taxes are likely to go up, at least under this administration, they continue to talk about that and the way they're spending money. There's no reason it's not going to go up. So I, based on what you're asking, um, it may be more advantageous to pull from your investments depending on what type of investments they are um, at this point in time. And then, um, you know, that will allow you to keep your Social Security growing for you until you can turn that on later at 65 or whenever. All right, let's go to Barbara in Swamico. And Luke, she has a question, uh, being 64 years old and single, she's trying to get rid of some of her debt. So she wants to take about 125000 out of her IRA to pay off her mortgage. But everybody says, don't do that. What do you think? Is it a good idea or bad? Barbara, great question. 
Uh, we get this question all the time. And I think it's coming from a place, I'll maybe make some assumptions um, just from all the retirees that we sit down with, is that when as people transition into retirement, they really want those debt obligations to be um, not there anymore. They want them to be gone. They want to do whatever they can to get those paid off. And so um, I would tend to agree with the other advice that you're getting. Um, I don't know. I don't know some key things like, you know, how much in total assets do you have? You know, what is the rate of your mortgage? But if I'm making some assumptions just because we've been in such a low interest rate environment for so long now, um, if your mortgage rate is, you know, in the threes or in the twos now, um, that is really cheap money. So are you looking to give up $125,000 of money that, you know, at 64 is liquid? whether it's in an IRA or whether it's in a brokerage account, you've got access to that money. You can use that to pay the bills in retirement. Um, you can't do that with the house. Once all the money's in the house, you can't just you know rip off the front door and take it down to Festival Foods and, and earn money that way. So where where can your money be best used? You also have to realize you know what can what's a safe rate of return that that $125,000 could make sitting inside of some sort of structured opportunity account. Um, and today it's much more than that two, 3%. So that would tend to lead me just like the other advice towards don't take the money out and structure it for growth. Plus the fact right. Luke, that it's not $125,000. Right. That's going to at a single person. If she were to do that, that's going to push her into at least a 24% federal tax bracket. Yep. And it's going to, is she going to be at least in it? She'll be in a 22. Right plus state tax she's going to she's going to have to give up almost 30 percent right of that so you guys not 125,000 it's 125,000 plus the taxes 30 percent taxes on top of that which means she's going to be taking out probably close to 150 plus thousand dollars to make 125 net exactly you have to consider the taxes on top of that right good point sam all right i think we've run out of time here but sam i know you have an offer for our listeners don't you you know, it's just it comes back to that common sense thing that we talk about every every week, Chuck. It's just it's looking at where you're at in life right now. And you all have these individual questions. That's why we love this question answer section. You all have these individual questions. Every one of your scenarios is different. Every one of you is different. You need to be looked at, treated to, and planned towards that own individuality that you have. That's what we pride ourselves on at Dual Financial strategies that's what we uh, shoot for at dual financial strategies is having that sort of individual approach to you individualized approach to your risk individualized approach to your income to structuring of your accounts all of these sorts of things need to be individualized to you and chuck it needs to be specifically focused on what your purpose is your purpose today is retirement our purpose is retirement. That's what we do. That's what our focus is every day with all of the team members at Dual Financial Strategies. Our focus fits your focus. Your purpose is our purpose. Give us an opportunity to show you that. I'd be happy to give you a copy of my book, Purpose Determines Placement, and let's just have a chat. Let's see if we're the right fit for you and if you're the right fit for us, and then we could take it from there. 
All right, and the best way to do that is to give us a call at 866-203-7486. And uh, Sam will grace you with uh, his book, Purpose Determines Placement. No cost, no obligation uh, to get that wonderful uh, retirement uh, lifestyle review uh, from Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. So the area code 866, because this is your retirement. Sam, uh, some final thoughts. We're just looking forward to seeing everyone, Chuck. We want everybody to have a great weekend and a great retirement. So during that weekend, give us a call. Let us help take care of that part of it for you. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.